Don't get stuck in the cold with Adidas prepared for the freezing season ahead with their new My Shelter Climate Heat Parka. With the kids getting ready for school, give the gift of warmth this fall. By using offer code BMSM19, receive up to $100 off at adidas.com. Get the hottest fall collection today. Get ready, gear up, give Adidas. And what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Respect the Combat podcast. In today's episode, myself, Eric, and Trico just sat down. Obviously, you know, we usually do our mainstream topics all throughout the world of sports and combat sports. But then we had to do a few previews. Then we were doing a few previews as well as a few recaps, including some of a post Jay White Japanese wrestling scene, which is crazy. And then on top of just a precursor into what 2K23 will be with the roster omissions, we also previewed a bit of master level content that will lead into kind of a, as Eric and I have been talking about, kind of prepping and eye-opening that up. So, and that and a whole lot more. So stay tuned and we will see y'all in three. And what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast, episode number... And... And what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat Podcast. My name is Mr. DL Key Donis, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mr. Trico Fullerton and Mr. Eric Goldstein. What's up, boys? What's going on, everybody? Singles Awareness Week. <laughs> You're the only one in this group that can't talk, Eric. How yeah. was it? I didn't realize that's apparently an awareness now this week. I mean, how how was your Valentine's Day? Uh, it was it was pretty good. Um, we more so did all of our fun stuff this past weekend. Um, this past weekend, Sam and my mom apparently have been conspir- conspiring against me for like the last month and a half, and they've been planning this surprise trip for me. Um, that I- was the AIW stuff. Yep. I ended up going out to Toy Hio out in um what's it called? I ended up going out to out to Toy Hio out in uh Youngstown. Uh that was a lot of fun. Uh-oh. I got to meet I got to meet Danhausen. I got to meet uh Colt Cabana. I also got to meet Colt Cabana's dog. She is so adorable. She he has this little wiener dog now that he that he brings with him uh everywhere. And also, I'm just going to outright say this real quick. Fans, for the love of God, if a wrestler comes to a show with their animal, don't lean over the freaking table trying to pet them. I'm sorry. You're lucky Cole is a very nice person, but, like, that's just rude. Like, that's his emotional support animal, obviously, in some way, shape, or form. Like, don't be rude to the man. Anyway. Especially, yeah, especially those who got a um, 
those uh, special uh, disability dogs, like you, you can't even pet them either. Like, you yeah. So, like I'm saying, like I under, like you know, I understand you see dog, you're like, oh, it's adorable dog. Like, don't don't invade his personal space. Like that table, that is his personal space. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't just reach over and shit. Anyway, so I'm saying you saw a lot of that while you were in Colts line. Oh yeah, yeah, 100. Literally, it happened while I was while I was getting an autograph done. Bruh. And then I got to, and then uh, Payne was all happy because she got to meet Allie. Um, Allie is which, super. I, which I do have a question regarding that. Is she okay after the spill she took last week? She, I actually, I actually, um, I didn't get, I didn't really bring that up just because I didn't want to seem like I was getting too much into her personal business. But from what I could tell, she seemed fine. She seemed completely coherent. She was, you know, having full blown conversations with fans the whole nine. So she seemed okay. A lot of fans brought her Oreos. Like I'm not even gonna of lie. Of course, because like, her whole, YouTube channel. Yeah, the, she legit had like a whole stack of Oreos just sitting on her table. It was funny. And then I got to meet Ethan Page as well. Um, Ethan Page is the complete opposite of his character on TV in person. In person, he is the nicest guy, 100%. You've not uh, watched his YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, no, I've watched his YouTube channel. And I was just like, please let this be how he is in real life. And like, that actually is how he is in real life. And what was yeah, like funny? a lot more people when they do vlogs is similar to who they are, though. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. And then also I got to meet uh he's an independent wrestler. Uh he goes by Space Monkey. Uh um, I think dude, I saw that. Dude is funny as hell. I lo- absolutely love his character. If you guys haven't watched him, if you guys haven't watched his matches, legitimately watch his matches. He is actually a really good wrestler. And the thing is, this dude literally like um he he wrestled at AIW that night, and dude goes into full monkey mode. I'm not even joking. Like he, he starts itching himself, doing the monkey noises, picking out people's hair, the whole nine. It's funny as shit. Well, but, but at the I'm same gonna... time, but at the same time, though, he is still like also a very good wrestler. But that was also a lot of fun. AIW um, was was a hell of a lot of fun. It was definitely it was definitely uh, interesting to see my mom, my mom, Sam and Payne's uh interactions at their first independent wrestling show um sam sam and my mom were like well this is definitely different than wwe i'm like well yeah like in one of the in one of the spots um in the second match they were outside the ring and one of the wrestlers kaplan gave his opponent a suplex and mind you you know how independent wrestling shows are it's always a 50 50 if there's going to be padding outside the ring this was one of the time where there wasn't padding outside of the ring and it was hardwood floor. So like when he did that spot, my mom looked at me and she's like, eee, that genuinely looked like it hurt. I'm like, yeah, welcome to independent wrestling. Padding not always included. And what was even funnier <laughs> was that um, on the, in the main event, um, Chase Oliver versus Dave Dillinger. Chase ended up grabbing Dave Dillinger like, from behind from behind in his arms and pulls him towards my mom and he's like hit him hit him my mom's like what am i supposed to do and i'm like you're supposed to hit him and she's just like wait what but security's right there aren't i gonna get in trouble and i'm like mom it's a spot that means if the wrestler's telling you to hit him then hit him she's like what's a spot and i'm like oh my god mom just hit him she's like ah okay and she smacks him straight up across the face 
And I'm like, well, you were um, you were supposed to chop him, but that works too. On that note, and an unfortunate uh, note because of the way the my outline went, went, let's hop into these mainstream topics. I was trying to cut you off till you got too excited because we gotta. No, I get it. My get bad. upset real quick because I know you can see what I'm about to start referencing. Yeah, my bad. But it's all good, man. It's all good. I know you got hyped for a minute, but I'm like. With this, and I didn't dwell on it in my pre-intro because, man, but this episode is dedicated to the memory and thank you for really changing the wrestling industry when it needed to be changed Yeah, to Jerry Jarrett. Granted, I know we all have our opinions on Jeff Jarrett, the on-screen personality, but behind the scenes, Jeff and Jerry, the co-founders of TNA, which became what is now Impact Wrestling, really did influence and change the industry. Just think of really one, like, hell, you could talk AEW. Who are the Bucks' biggest rival? The Guns. And where did they get their start as a tag team? TNA. You think of AJ, Joe, Kazarian, because he's back in the media. List goes freaking on and on and on. They yeah, got yeah. they got their break after granted Jeff Jarrett got screwed over when he left WWE. And that's a whole situation financially that you guys know me. I'm not going to keep diving in it. But, yeah. So, I didn't want to dwell on it. Obviously, acknowledge it and say, hey, this is an honor to one of the forefathers and one of the biggest influences on the independent scene. Granted, I don't know. And then, <clears throat> I didn't watch his intr- their entrance live. But how's the reception for Jeff on Dynamite? Um, I didn't get to see it live either, unfortunately, last night. Um, so I don't necessarily know off the top of my head how the reception was for him last night. Um, but the fact he even went through that eight man as a heel, yeah, knowing how public him and his dad are, because I think he went with like a six hundred character tweet. So four individual tweets into one where he just addressed everything regarding his dad. Yeah. And then said, hey, I'm still down for the eight-man, which I think it was good they kept him in an eight-man rather than a single or a traditional two-on-two tag just for his like mental capacity, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I mean, the smartest would have been to just have him take the night off, but wrestlers are wrestlers. Yeah, you know how they are. They don't see themselves ever having nights off. And speaking of wrestlers being wrestlers, the Lucha Bros are coming back on Rampage due to the same visa issues that have been plaguing 
people coming from either the U.S. or Canada as of late. So they're making their North American return on Rampage after dealing with their issues. And then Thunder Rosa, and they had to get, and the entire AEW Women's Division had to get sent to the principal's office over this. But Thunder Rosa is back on Spanish commentary for AEW. She's still not cleared, but she's able to travel. Thoughts on the fact they had to go to the entire AEW women's division had to go to the principal's office to essentially no, let me reset. Not the principal, the guidance counselor's office last night before Dynway. Um I mean And then we saw that crap shoot of a main event. Yeah, wow. that last night I would definitely say was probably one of their weaker episodes, 100%. Um, just because, I mean, that, that main event last night just was a bit sloppy. Like, like, the whole storyline, in my opinion, is just starting to get a bit dull. Like, it's, it's, it's like, I understand, you know, AEW OGs versus AEW Outsiders, but... It's just, just like you have too many heels like involved right now. Just be yeah, yeah, and like that's the thing. It's like I thought Britt and Jamie were heels, and then so were, and, but now Tony and Soraya have turned heel. So it's like, so it's like okay, so in this match, who's the face? Ruby Soho, and they basically pulled a Brandy and Monica on her. Yeah, which well, is like something. the ending shot of Dynamite was a Brandy and Monica thing. And I'm like, okay, what are y'all trying to do? Yeah, it's just dumb. Y'all are two heel tag teams trying to masquer- pull a baby face onto your side. What? Makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah. And regardless of what happens... You're going to think like last two years, you're going to undo what Team DMD has really done as heels. Essentially, like the whole thing, once Gigi gets back, like they're going to work harder to make Gigi a baby face than what AEW did. Because it's like crowd reception at home, Britt and Jamie are still heels. Maybe in the arena, Britt and Jamie are getting a baby face reaction, but they're still heels. At the end of the day, makes yeah. zero sense as far as the product goes. But we got a couple updates regarding the channel. Uh, what do you? What is it, Drico? Um, what I wanted to say is that um, uh, last night's uh episode was kind of like a random episode. Like if you put um. AEW on two on W two K twenty two on a universe mode. That's what it kind of twenty three in a month. Yeah, that's what it kind of felt like. And I think they did that triple threat main event last night, just a kind of counterpart uh Monday Night Raw what they did with Becky and Bianca and Bailey. That's what I kind of felt like uh, over there. And then um with this at whole, least that one had stakes. Yeah, but um. 
But with this whole OG versus uh, Outsiders, I know for sure it's going to end up uh, at the end having a first ever women's uh, uh, blood and guts match. But the question is, is like, how do we get there? Like, how we can make this more meaningful? Like, now you got Tony Storm and Soraya with the spray painting L's. So, oh, we'll like, get to two of their victims in a minute. Yeah, but like, where do we go here? Like, uh, it's like, who's a, is Ruby Souls gonna be the third wheel in this group? Like, is y'all gonna try to pull like a NWO style? Like, is uh, is Mercedes Bernay gonna come in? Like, is she the one pulling the strings? Like, uh, and who else is gonna join the OG team to uh, to counterpart the uh, the outsider? It's a, it's just a matter of how do we get here towards the uh, uh towards the towards the blood and guts match? Uh, who else is coming in and uh and uh, and everything else? So um, but as far as how, for, but for right now, I know blood blood is gonna, is probably gonna be at a later date, but for right now, going into revolution. It doesn't matter. Well, what are we gonna do there? So, um, at the end of it, like Ruby saw, I was like, I'm not getting y'all mad with y'all beat and stuff. I want the world title. So, it's just a matter how we're gonna do this. But if you ask me, I would say to put the title on Soraya. Like uh, Jamie Hader as world champion right now is this. It's not really being the focus right now. The focus right now is just separate her from freaking Brit. That's what they should have done. As soon as she won it at freaking full gear, they should have had the the feud they should have went into. Brit blame Janie. And then that, you get the mini feud going in a winner's coming, and then you could have done something. Now Janie is pretty much roped into freaking Brit and joined at the hip. Like, what the heck? At least WWE's trying to split up, like, cause the U.S. title to be the reason the street profits are starting to drift apart. Brit and Jamie essentially have been like, what? This reminds me of the Adam Cole, not the Adam Cole, the SCU Bullet Club storyline with Daniels won the title. Just did it to outsmart the heels. For no apparent reason, just for a swerve. Makes too much freaking sense. No freaking sense. Sorry, Trico, I had to let that out. You know me. No, I I, I definitely uh, agree uh, on that. So, and that's why I said, like, Jamie Ayer is world champion. Like, she'd be putting on bigger matches, but as far as the importance of the title, like, uh, uh, put that put that belt on Soraya, like, She's not getting enough attention as world champion. She's, I feel like she's not getting enough. Um, when did Britt lose it? I mean, when did yeah? When did Britt lose it? Around March uh, during the uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam during the steel cage. Yeah, like. Let me look. Look, so I'm like. I am very curious, like, how bad it is right now, because I am so triggered with how, because the title, granted, yeah, it's almost been a, 
It's 11 months since that title's been relevant. 11 months. I wanted to be exact when I was saying this. And even then, 11 months. And out of the title's history since it got established, three and a half coming up on four years in October. It honestly was only relevant for 390 days. 390 days. Guess whose title reigns I'm referencing? You obviously know Britt, because I just said once she lost it, but can you guess the other one? Ricardo Speedo. No. Because they didn't give her promo time. The other title reign, I'm thinking, and they just botched that by the stats that I gave you guys with Jade, and I know you want to go one-on-one over the Jade factor, Eric. The other one I would say was relevant is Nyla. Other than that, no AEW Women's World Champion has felt relevant. Or AEW Woman that has held a title in the company, because I'm going to throw Jade in there, because we broke down her stats. 18-0 and 0 in singles matches on Dynamite TV special or pay-per-view. And that's it. 18. And yet they're masquerading like she's 50 or 51 and 0. Man, she done got uh uh she still holds the longest reign record. I don't know why. One, it was the pandemic, and they wanted to do the title change in front of fans. That was literally it. Doing the title change in front of fans, and that was it. If it wasn't for the fact if they would have got fans back sooner, I guarantee you Brett would have won the title a month or two sooner. Because you could tell they were appreciative of Sheeta honing it down with the matches over the pandemic, but they didn't give her any promo time or any time to work on her English. Like, the only line I remember from any of her promos when Britt started talking trash going into their title match, and her only line was, did someone say her name? Because I think all her title defenses were like the Joshis. There was like a two-month span where they were setting up for a contender's match, a number one contender, but she went over to the Japanese side to do commentary over there, so she was off dynamite for the time of all those tournament matches on Dynamite TV. So, it just... In Rio, I'm sorry. Like, she really didn't connect and half the time she was in Japan. Yeah. So, Rosa, we all know where that went. And half the time she was injured with a back injury that made Tony kind of feel pointless. So And now, this whole... Originals versus like XWWE feud that they're spewing. That's, I guarantee you, Athena's probably going to end up roped in there. It's just random. Like heel versus heel rarely, if ever, works. And you're pulling a baby face into it for no apparent reason. We're going to move on because we're going to talk more about it once we get the full gear. And the Frankenstein card that Tony Khan puts together. 
this sign. And then Mark Briscoe's All Elite and the ROH tapings will begin on March 2nd. Hopefully, Ring of Honor is off AEW television by Revolution Weekend, but we'll see. We'll move on from that just for the sake of time, Eric. I know you wanted to hop in on that, but second time we got to move on. Okay. And then, um, yeah, we got some record settings that we will talk about in a bit, minute for the WWE championships, which are kind of sad that a couple of them are being that. And then the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, whereas Chad Henney, the backup QB now of the Chiefs, announced his retirement after 13 seasons. And then the Raiders hired Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> it's set, like, the term is released, but we all know what they did. Listen, get your bitch ass out of here. And then Lil Evil, one of the pioneers of a lightweight division in the UFC, is getting inducted into the 2023 UFC Hall of Fame. Nice. Let's move on to Mazadol's boxing company organization, which it's kind of crazy that he did it. It's like a lot of ex-boxers, former boxers, and former MMA fighters. And when I say former boxers, or boxers that are well out their prime. Because one of the featured fights that's going to happen on April Fool's Day, Anthony Showtime Pettis, Without the show time kick versus Roy Jones Jr. Oh, God. Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens, two Conor McGregor victims on the mic. Jacare Souza versus Vitor Belfort. You've got Paul Daly, who still has that lifetime ban from the UFC, and Anthony Taylor. And then Gina May. Manzi versus Pearl Gonzalez. Yeah. Which one do you want to get mad at first, Eric? Baldy Corbin? I mean, Baldy Corgan or Baldy uh, Pierce? Because they're both before the break. I really don't know. Just because this, this legitimately sounds like a fucking joke. They both do. Which one do you want to talk about first? I'm gonna leave uh, it up to you. Um, Baldy Pierce. Pierce. So we're yeah. previewing the chamber, which only has two title matches. Which this feels like a B show on the road to Mania, and let only one SmackDown match on the card, and it's the main event, which is so random. Roman versus Sammy is the only SmackDown match as of now on the card. Jesus Christ. Granted, they have... And I don't even count the Women's Elimination Chamber as a SmackDown match. The winner gets a shot. Not at Charlotte. They get a shot at Bianca. So y'all can miss me with that. Right. Which... Is the Women's Chamber Oscars to lose? No. Oscar's to win, excuse me. And like I said... Is either going to be Oscar or Raquel going to win? Because both of them make It's a raw title 
for a Raw Women's title match. Uh, hello. Raw Rhea is a Raw superstar challenge a SmackDown. Don't you get that? Damn. I guarantee you they're about to make a trade, Judgment Day, for some some random faction on SmackDown. Just to pull off, because you know the match they really want. Even though Papa Mysterio is a scam artist. It's still all the he cancel all Thomas Clark. At least Rhea had the money to pay for it. Freaking Ray. Which I'm glad well, your Valentine's Day was better than Eric. Yeah. <laughs> At least Rhea had the money to pay for it. Freaking Ray. Right. That was hilarious. That's why I'm like, all of Judgment Day is about to get traded to SmackDown. So I'm like, it. That ain't going to happen until like after media. Probably after the draft or something. So you mean then. You have the perfect time at Mania to do Ray and Dom. You're saying they're going to stretch this out more. So, uh, this is Mania season. They they probably going to, you know, they're going to do a lot of Raw versus SmackDown matches. Like, they not go care about Brad Split right now until after Mania. I mean, but even then, think about it. Cody's what? a Raw superstar and Roman's a SmackDown superstar, even though. The undisputed title is, is both, but that like, don't come count because they're both think. brands, bro. That is yeah. both brands. The title is both brands. I don't uh, care. That is Roman never shows up on Raw. Like, come on now, y'all. Gotta I think. know he never shows up on Raw, but that is both brands. The title itself is both brands, and USA wants them damn things split to actually have a world championship on the brand. Either split it or have Roman work both, which his back won't allow him to his back and his back, his health, and his family won't allow him to work both shows. Yeah. And the whole thing with Edge and the Judgment Day, that's not gonna end until Mania. And I guarantee it's gonna be the bruise, the brew version of Edge versus the the demon version of Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell at Mania. Which um if Edge can get done with filming. Do yeah, which I thought that's why I got pushed back because it should happen at the Rumble. Yeah, but I think uh, Mania is a better time to do it. So, and then of course Ray versus Dama—that's uh, the match there. So, I'm not going to talk about Mania. I just want to focus on the Chamber. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Mania until the card starts getting ironed out. That's why I don't want to talk about Revolution until the card starts getting ironed out. And yeah, you really think they're going to have Raquel beat Oscar? Well, that's my uh, that's my uh, two predictions: either Oscar or, or Raquel, because it made sense for uh, for Bianca for Oscar uh, with Oscar, like with this whole with the with, with the gimmick she on right now. That that could be a, um, a good challenge for Bianca, and then for Raquel, you got a story there because um, they both uh, came into the WWE together with the trio uh, with uh, Rhea. So you got uh, two, two scenarios there that can, they can go with. And then, um, of course, uh, Roman uh, is winning. He's not going to lose, but it's a, it's the same scenario. We'll move like on and not talk Mania too much right now. You keep referencing WrestleMania. No, just I'm focus doing my predictions. Some... I know the predictions for, for the Chamber, just the predictions. The predictions. Sephir Theory. I'm going on Asuka, uh, Sephir Theory. Uh, 
I don't think Seth is not winning the title. Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a dark horse here with Johnny Gargano. I'm going with Same. a dark horse. I want Johnny Gargano to walk out with the U.S. title. Yeah, I'm going with a. Dark Here's horse. why I don't think Johnny's even gonna win. Wasn't even because featured yeah, on the Go Home. Wasn't featured on the Go Home or the Bump. He's not winning that. I feel like Johnny's gonna be the first one out. And then Edge ver- the Copeland's versus Judgment Day. Rhea needs to win that match. I'm sorry. Do not kill her momentum and prove Charlotte right again by having Beth and Edge beat her. This is why I do not but, care. Um, what I'm not going to care for other women's style match at Mania because they waited so long for the build on them. At least Dom and Ray, and mm-hmm. hell, Edge and not Edge, uh, Logan Paul and Seth. Like that build started at the Rumble. Like you're gonna tell me a WrestleMania, two WrestleMania title matches are gonna have six weeks to build in this iteration for both, and they actually make sense. Uh, look two- at you talk about Mania. You tell me not to, boy. Get out of here. So true. That's what I'm like. Oh. That's, That's what I'm saying, like, Paul. That don't need to be for the title. I'm sorry, it does not need to be for the title, for the U.S. title. Tell that to Triple H. Why the hell did they book Roman versus Logan last year for the title? Uh, for Saudi, come on, you're smarter than that. Come on, you're smarter than that. They could have booked any match for Logan in Saudi, but they booked the world title match. Uh, yeah, because anything the Prince going to tell WWE, they're going to give it to him. I guarantee you they didn't win a a world title match. They just wanted him on the card. I guarantee that. Mm. Brock, a match that should be at Mania, but it's happening at the Chamber. Lol WWE. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, I don't think that's the that's good. And I think uh, we're gonna have another match at Mania, but well, but I don't want part, part four. I don't want part four. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that the her bitch is going to get involved somehow. Either way, I don't, because I feel like it's going to be a cold match. I don't want part four. Well, we're going to get it. Yeah, but here's a couple of stats that I really want you to, you guys, to think about this. And these stats are kind of sad when it comes to Triple H's portrayal and booking of the. Women's division damage control in this title run have in this current title run since they won them back at Crown Jewel last year have only defended the titles once, and that was back in December. And heck, they become the longest women's tag champions on the thirtieth of April. And about two weeks later, if she beats Asuka, let me rephrase that because we don't know yet. The winner of the chamber, if she beats the winner of the chamber and just holds it for a month, Bianca will become the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion on May 10th. I've not been impressed by either title reign. I don't know about y'all. Her title reign has been a little bit lackluster to say the least. Which one or both? Um, both, honestly. 
I mean, Charlotte kind of just confused the hell out of me because I'm just like, oh, okay, so she just waltzes back in here and immediately gets the title shot. Okay, cool. I'm talking then, specifically damage control and Bianca. Oh, yeah. Um, One or both. I don't care about Charlotte's because no, both. that just both went because Ronda wouldn't shut the hell up. Yeah, Bianca just because, like, I mean, the matches have been meh, and then some things have just been extremely corny what they've done, like that one uh, spot that she did with Alexa Bliss. And that then, entire feud was corny. If I'm being completely honest, I forgot up until like about three weeks ago. I was like, who the fuck are the tag champ? Who are the fuck are the, even the women's tag champions in WWE? I can't even remember. Then, then I randomly remembered, oh yeah, Dakota Kai and Neo Shirai. But it's like there shows you right there just how much they've actually done with the titles. And apparently Dakota got injured at the Rumble. Oh, great. Yeah, I don't know what the extent of the injury is. That's why they. She's been walking around with crutches and wa- was doing that around the cage match because she got injured apparently at the Rumble. Bruh. Well, they got two options to do with damage control. They either going to put them in a six-woman tag team match involving uh, Be- Becky, uh, Bailey, Trish, and Lita or get squashed by Ronda and Shayna. Get squashed. There's a third option. I don't like the third one. I hate the third one. It kind of combines what you just said. Eo and Dakota versus both the tag teams. Trish and Lita, Ronda and Shayna. That's the third option. Either way, the titles are actually the focus. The titles have not been the focus since... Honestly, crown uh, Clash at the Castle. They have not been the focus since Clash at the Castle. You can nah Crown Jewel. That's when they did the hot potato. Was Crown Jewel? Yeah. Okay, so Crown Jewel. Because I have to think. Yeah, that was cr- Clash was the sixth one when they first teamed up. And yeah, damage control is damaged goods. I'm sorry. And Eric, here comes the second headache. I know you want to, with enough, with enough said, I know you want to praise Tom Latimer for finally getting a NWA television, an NWA television title, which he didn't even win on the show. Yeah, I mean, if they would have done the win on the show, that probably would have been a bit more, you know, sentimental. But I'm at least glad that he's finally got some singles gold in NWA. And I'm hoping. Like, period. He didn't win a single title in Impact. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're, that he's finally getting a push. He, it is well past due. Um, now it's just a matter of, you know, getting those seven pos- getting those seven defenses in and then cashing in to face Tyrus. And please, for the love of God, get get the fucking t- belt off of him and put it on Tom. Because honestly, Tom is NWA world champ. I'd be okay with that. You know, we'll get to I think they might. Billy Porter might just do it just for the uh, busted open buzz since he did it for uh, Fox News. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but the NWA women's, ta- the new NWA women's tag champions. Thank goodness we're able to watch that L off their stomachs, a.k.a. the Renegade Twins. And the reason I say them L's off their stomachs 
is because of Soraya and Tony Storm a couple of weeks ago, which is bad when you think about it. You had to pay to see them succeed, Charlotte and Robin. But on free TV, they basically became, they got victimized by the modern day Bella Twins. Not a good look. Trico Little Man. Oh, what? I don't know why I zoom acting crazy. All right. So I'm going to get back to what I just said, Eric. And Trico, this is going to be some editing on your part. I'm sorry, man. But, um, nah, you're good, man. Um, back to what I was saying regarding the, um, so. We'll get back to the whole who I think just for busted open credibility and public publicity. They're going to put the title on and I hate it because I hate the match entirely. But their new NWA women's tag champions. I'm glad they were able to rinse that spray paint off them. Because they got victimized by the 2023 Bella Twins. On dynamite. Is there any other way to describe? I know people are calling them the new NWO, but the entire thing is Bella Twins esque with Tony Storm and Soraya. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I don't think you would say they're the NWO because you called Ruby and Willow the Dudley Boys just because they were rocking camo, Eric. Um, are you asking like what was my opinion on enough said? So I'm talking about Soraya and Tony being pretty much the 2023 version of the reason we all hated the Bellas because oh, they spray painted yeah. the uh L's on the stomachs of the new NWA women's tag champions, Charlotte and yeah. Robin. And you had to pay to see Charlotte and Robin Robin actually be treated credibly. But on free TV, they got treated like modern day, like women's jobbers from ten years ago. Yeah, no, I get what you, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'd be pissed if our Billy Corgan and uh, the team I was about to be put the titles on. But the two main stories from that night: the former Alex Riley. Now going by the his IRL name, Kevin Kylie Jr. Yeah. That overshot. That overshot. Bruh. It was bad. Do you see the uh clip of it? Uh no, I did not. Kevin Kylie and EC3. So he tried to go for a tope over the over a turnbuckle and legit missed DC three and just oh shit yeah is he okay he's good apparently but apparently since his uh fix it Trico apparently since his um everything who knows. 
So talking about uh, Alex Riley, yeah, this was like his first match in years, and that botch is all people can talk about. And yet that was one of the more featured matches because EC3, shockingly enough, signed with the NWA. And now we come to the biggest flop of the night with a man who's about to turn 50 beat one of the formerly hottest less than 40 year old indie like mainstay of indie wrestling now in Matt Cardona. Like literally Matt Cardona is probably one of the best um wrestlers all around and one of the best wrestling personalities I should say. Granted in Impact he is brand as just bitch now, but thank you, Joe Hendry. Yeah, so man event they had 37 year old Matt Cardona versus 50 soon to be 50 year old Tyrus. Can you guess who Billy Corgan decided to put over? Bully Ray? You jumped the gun. <laughs> Talking about Tyrus right now. No, I know, but I feel like in the match he put over Bully Ray. Sure. Because uh, Cardona was not going to win either way. Because it was uh, Bully Ray who's been having a Twitter war with him for like months outside the ring. And then Tyrus inside the ring with Tyrus's posse also outside the ring. So Cardona couldn't win whatsoever. And then you set up 51-year-old Bully Ray, who Scott DeMore already put in a world title program and made him the top heel in Impact, versus 50-year-old Tyrus for the NWA world title. That is a botchamania Christmas present waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just going to leave it at that. That is a botchamania Christmas present waiting to happen. I agree. I know our opinions on both individuals, so we're not going to dwell on that because then we're going to start talking politics, finances, wrestling politics. It's going to get ugly. And with that being said, we'll be our back. Have you ever wondered, do I have a coffee problem? And is that problem not enough Starbucks in my neighborhood? Have you caught yourself at 3 a.m. driving aimlessly looking for a 24-hour Starbucks barista? Have you taken an Uber in the middle of a blizzard to enjoy a caramel frappuccino topped with whipped cream and layered with buttery caramel sauce? Do you find it hard to concentrate on a simple movie because you have lattes and espressos on the brain? You can't handle the Starbucks. Frankly, my dear, I don't give it. Starbucks. I see. Starbucks. Well, you are not alone. There are millions of us coffee connoisseurs, professionals in the art of frou-frou, majesties of the caffeinated bliss, and we all love our Starbucks. Show your affiliation right now. Drop whatever inconsequential thing you are currently doing and head on over to your local Starbucks and pull up a chair or a couch. Starbucks. One person, one cup, one neighborhood at a time.
and just like that we are back and feel better yeah okay because i know i'll duck out the stuff i know you're not gonna be as hyped for real quick eric just because to give you a little bit of woosah after talking about bully ray tyrus and uh this trash chamber I was about to say, what you talking about? This ain't no woosah. We're about to talk about the fact that Jay White's no longer in New Japan, and now we're talking about bitch-ass Okada. I wasn't going to dive into it. I was going to give you a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to give you a second. I'm sorry. Just I just talk about the UFC stuff before oh. we dived into that crap, because I knew oh, this was going to be your reaction. Sorry, it's because I just saw something online from the Noah New Japan press conference and where he no showed. Yeah, that we made will me get mad. to that in a minute. Punk ass little bitch. Ow. We, we will get to that because I know how you feel. Punk ass bitch. Easy. Because <laughs> we got to talk about the main event and co main event. Uh, the co-main event and very controversial judge's decision of the main event of UFC 284 where Yair Rodriguez did tap out Josh Emmett to win the interim featherweight title which I'm all down for interim titles when they make sense this is another case where I feel like Dana White should have waited till the summer to realize whether or not I need a feather, uh, interim featherweight title, depending on what happened in the main event. Because right. now you're in a situation to where if you don't book Rodriguez and Volkanovski, you are going to be waiting almost a year to crown an undisputed featherweight champion. I'm tired, of, what, all these, I'm tired of all these fucking interim titles, to be completely honest. And across all combat sports, I feel you. But this one even makes less sense because it's literally, he crowned the, uh, he crowned the interim the same card as the potential fight that would have saw Alexander Volkanovsky if he would have won like possibly double champ status on his Connor level or and or move up to lightweight, which yeah, I could see Volkanovsky moving up to lightweight, but now since you're talking about Islam Magachev and Alexander Volkanovsky too happening just because you were everybody got hyped over that fight. You hold up the featherweight division for an undisputed featherweight champion even more in the UFC. Yeah. And the reason I didn't hype this up is because I had, it slipped my mind due to the fact the main thing Dana White was publicizing plubbing last week. I can the dang, main thing Dana White was promoting last week up until the weigh-ins, which was after we started recording and stopped recording. Was what did the five fingers to the face? 
and have some power behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Dana White was more busy promoting the Power Slap League all throughout the week rather than the fight between the pound for pound number one and number two. It's crazy. It is. And now you're in a situation to where because of that fight, you're not going to have an undisputed featherweight champion for a while. And if people are wanting that fight over Volkanovski versus Rodriguez come July, August, when, and the reason I say July, August, instead of like in a month's time from now in March or like the start of quarter two and toward the end, 90 day medical suspension for all three individuals involved. Volkanovski, Islam, and possibly Rodriguez. So 90-day medical suspension. That's unavoidable. So they can't fight again. Train again, at least till May. And then you think for a title fight, everybody's going to want at least a six to eight-week training camp. Mm -hmm. So you're looking right there. That's July in that time frame alone. Yeah. So if they don't do the undisputed featherweight title fight in July or August you can say there's not going to be an undisputed featherweight champion until 2024 yeah and yet they're still going to get less publicity than a show in an investment that's only getting less than 300,000 that's right the power slot league it premiered to only 300,000 eyes 3,000? 300,000, excuse me. Yeah, that's not good numbers. Yeah, when you're... Heck, because Dynamite drops around six six to nine, 900 easily. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's on a, at a later time, earlier time slot. That means even half of Dynamite's audience is dropping off as soon as you're gonna get hit five fingers. Mm-hmm. It's just bad. It's bad. Right. I guess a lot of people in America don't want to see people getting slapped across the face. Or the fact that some of the competitors are suspended by USADA for nine months over camp possession and possession of cocaine. Yeah. Which is so oh, that so I was watching MMA on point earlier this week, and they did some of the biggest failed investments in UFC history by Dana White. Obviously, CM Punk was number one, and in the comments, everybody was saying Power Slip is going to be on there than in about a year. But my question mm-hmm. to the table is: Power Slip League. Better or worse than when Vince started the XFL all those years ago? I think it's about it's on the same page right now. Trico. Power slap on the same page, like better or worse than the XFL? Uh, to be honest, I never really watched um, that power slap because uh, to me, it just uh, reminded me of the old... Um, High school days where you do to do slap boxing, yeah. That's why. That's why I feel about power slap. That's how I feel. 
Yeah, just it's stupid. You remember the old? You remember when y'all uh, were you in high school and you always used to see such slap boxing around? Yeah, it's just stupid. School. And let's get to it's and sorry to dwell and keep us in a somber tone. Or Eric, a more combative tone, but we got to talk okay. about now. I know. Because now we got to talk about the last, like, the last weekend going into this weekend of New Japan Pro Wrestling slash Stardom. Because last weekend they had their new beginning in Osaka show. For some reason, it goes from Tanahashi beating Kenta in the undercard, which will be very pivotal in the final three matches. Loser leaves Japan. Hikaleo beat Jay White, and reportedly Jay's contract expires sometime between Battle in the Valley, which is this weekend, to WrestleMania. It expires sometime in between that. And then Jay White, WWE confirmed. Whoa, 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 chill, chill, chill. Exactly. Don't be Russell talk. Cause I I I I'm a little we are we all a little concerned. Like about... I said, it's reported via fightful. And mm-hmm. until I see it, I don't wanna say yes or no, because I don't have the same sources. Hey, he brought it up first. Don't blame it on me. He brought it up first. He brought it up first. And then co-main event, which is not surprising, but it's just crazy this time a year ago to now this match happened. Tama be Tama Tonga be El Fantasma for the never open weight title in a mm-hmm. match of heavyweights that went 30 minutes. <laughs> And then Okada beat Shingo and then essentially pulled a Roxanne Perez to call out Hiroshi Tanahashi. So your main event of Battle in the Valley, which is happening on Saturday, even though I think it should be Kyrie versus Mercedes, it's Okada versus Tanahashi with let's do this as the build. So stupid. And as, like I said, Kyrie versus Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks. Do you guys think, because it is New Japan, do you think they keep the title on Kyrie to keep the traditional? Or do you think just for ha-has and giggles? They put it on Mercedes to make Kyrie just feel like an... Her title run as the first ever IWGP Women's Champion feel like an afterthought just because they wanted to debut Mercedes at the Tokyo Dome and she won in the stardom bracket. Because she has aspirations to fight both Mayu and Azumi. Mercedes. So who do y'all have in that one? Okada and Tanahashi and Mercedes versus Kyrie as well in the undercard. Possibly Jay White slash New Japan match versus Eddie. 
Well, I got to say, since it's his last match, he's probably Eddie's probably going to be put over. Possibly. Um, we don't know yet because it could just yeah. be. We'll see. And then, yeah, that whole thing is just weird. As far as the women's match goes, um, honestly, I could see Mercedes taking it. And then all new Japan. Yeah, they're just doing it for they do it for the money. And then I mean she's getting paid more per appearance than what Jericho got paid though. Eh. That's on them. That's on that's one hundred percent on them. But like how she like I know her price tag was steep, but how did they and this is why I really think it's gonna be her. She's getting paid past Jericho money. Her appearance. Yeah, no, she's definitely getting the title. And then... Which is the- a damn shame on the entire stardom. Yeah, sorry, guy. We'd love to partner with you and just have an American beat all your... An American who established our name in America's beat all your top favorites. Kyrie, Mayu, and Azumi. And then possibly... is We get... Mercedes versus Tam on this title run, which I think Tam's going to eventually be the one to beat Julia for the World of Sardom title. That is just stupid. That's like somebody randomly beating Cody, like Miz beating Cody, knowing everybody thinks he's going to beat Roman. Yeah. And then as far as the main event goes, I think Okada's taking it because he's a whiny little bitch. And if they take the title off him now, then he'll just be like, yeah, I quit. I'm going to WWE. Not even because reportedly Russo, Bischoff, and Hogan killed his uh, spirit of wanting to wrestle for a U.S. company. Oh. you Yeah, he was there. Yeah, That's no, he... I remember. No, I remember his little TNA run. Yeah, apparently, like Bischoff, Hogan, and Russo, because of that whole gimmick. Well, yeah, they was... gave him a they get they made his character a racist green hornet ripoff. Yeah, and that whole gimmick like killed his aspiration to want to wrestle for a U.S. promotion. Yeah. So I honestly think he only did he's only going to do the crossover shows with AEW. Because uh, New Japan tells him to. That's why he like made the whole cl- claims that he did on page. Like, Forbindor isn't a show without me. Yeah. Which is so dumb, but... Lol. Yeah. And then you've got ZSJ versus Clark Connors, which... For the TV title. That should which, be interesting. Which TMDK alone and... Because Smosh is located in SoCal, they're definitely going to be over there because yeah, that is uh, Shane Hayes' wife's company. Yeah. No, not wife, his fiance. They didn't get married yet, but still. That's yeah, fiance's no, company. They're going to be floating around yeah. San Jose. And then, speaking of San Jose, that is Bailey's hometown, Mercedes' best friend. But the other two title matches they have on the card, Bullet Club versus the New Japan Strong, like poster child for the open weight title, Fred Rosser versus Kenta. I'm excited for that one. That should be a really good match, yeah. 
and then the I'm guns are. I'm, I'm glad now they're actually having the open weight titles like on main cards in the USA. Speaking of open weight titles, the guns versus the Nelson and Isaacs for the strong tag titles. Yeah, that should be that's gonna be a banger. Oh yeah, it's just the main you could tell the top two build matches are all about like screwing people over and about money. But the yeah. rest of the card seems solid as hell. You've got oh, yeah. homicide and lawler in a no DQ filthy rules match. Yeah, that's gonna you be got, fun. You've got Jay White versus Eddie. You've got the Guns versus the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Kenta versus Rosser, and then an opening eight-man tag that has Kushida versus Alexander. Which, let's go. Yeah. It's just the last two matches have so much of what I hate about the industry. It's just annoying. But speaking in New Japan Strong, the NJPW Academy, which will be stationed at the LA Dojo, is beginning soon. So training and going through classes with either Fred with Fred Roster, Kushida, and a few others from there. And essentially they're opening up a training school in LA. Which all I can say is about time. They open yeah. a training school like the um New Japan Dojo out in LA. So I'm glad, happy for that. And then we got to talk about the New Japan Cup. And the winner faces Okada or Tanahashi at Sakura Genesis on April 8th. Oh, Lord. What do you think of the bracket? Considering first round buys are going to Kenta, Chase Owens, Jeff Cobb. Will Ospreay, Tama, Great O'Conn, and ZSJ. Wait, why does Chase Owens have a first round bye? Um, he's he hasn't been back in Japan since that definite family. Oh, gotcha. So this is like his first the second round will be his first match back in Japan since that family tragedy. But the one I'm like surprised has a bye is Goto. Right. Because, like, what has he done outside of the tag titles for, like, the longest? Because the winner's getting either Okada or Tanahashi. Right. Which, if we go to our little post, I can tell you what, because I know one of those two knuckleheads is in it. Which one did I remember? Uh, which one did I forget? Because New Japan likes randomly throwing champions in tournaments. Randomly throwing champions in title tournaments. Oh yeah, neither of them are in the tournament. So, it's literally... Yeah, neither of them. So, it's like open season. What do you see as early prediction based off the 24-person bracket, Eric? And Shrigo, you can hop in if you know a little bit about New Japan. The 24-person bracket versus Okada and Tanahashi. Who do you see going to Sakura Genesis in April? In my personal opinion, 
out of this entire bracket, who I see winning, who I'd like to see win, Will. You're going Osprey, okay. I'm going Osprey. So he beats probably Yano on the 13th. I see him beating Yano and then moving Because I don't see Mark Davis beating Yano, unfortunately. Um, It'll be... Oh, imagine if it ends up being him and Jeff Cobb. As a quarterfinal. Yeah. Actually, he has a... Yeah, as a quarterfinal, that would be it. Like Cobb versus Osprey. Uh-huh. That would be insane. And then I could see ZSJ for another quarterfinal that would be extremely interesting, but we've seen the match to death would be Ishii and ZSJ. Yeah. And then Tama probably... Oh, boy, they're on the same side of the bracket, so I can't go with the easy one. I guess Tama versus Goto? Tama or Shingo versus Goto? Yeah, they're on the same side of the bracket. Shingo and and Tama. Same section. And then the other quadrant, I am going. I would easily say Kenta and Naito, but I'm going probably LP or not the winner of LP and Naito versus Sonata, just because Kenta would get the winner, and I don't know how how fights he's going to be after strong this weekend. So that's my prediction. I'm not going to say for the title match because I'm going to wait till the tournament plays out a little bit more later this month. But speaking of playing out, we got some upcoming title matches that we got to touch on. I don't want to talk about the first one. Ron Breaker versus Jinder Mahal. That got confirmed and you are trying to hinder Jinder, aren't you? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Get the fuck. Yeah, no. I this is one time where I'm actually with Trico. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Gender has always been a joke. He his, his WWE title reign was a fucking joke. I was pissed off when he won the fucking thing. I was pissed off then. I'm pissed off now. Gender Mahal, the great Mahal. I don't even know how to fuck pronounce that goddamn thing or say it properly. His entire gimmick sucks. He sucks as a wrestler. No. And yet he's about to beat up a Steiner. Become NXT champion. Please no. Okay. Imagine NXT if he was still that. It done. Imagine if yeah. he would have won the Rumble and not Cody. No, we would have been done. We're done. <laughs> you would have saw all damn right on your damn ass. Oh Lord. I would have like been dying laughing the entire like next podcast episode. I would have oh, been yeah. in tears. There ain't gonna be no laugher. Ain't gonna be no left. It's gonna be you. if if Jinder Mahal wins the fucking NXT championship, you're doing that week's episode by yourself. Yeah. Whoopie. I guarantee it. Because both y'all are, both y'all are gonna quit. 
Not even that. Yep. It's more so you're just going to hop on and be like, hey, y'all, welcome to this week's episode. Um, I'm by myself because I don't want to get the entire page taken down because uh, Eric and Trico are a little upset. <laughs> a little? <laughs> but you got to admit, Braun Breaker has gotten stale. It listen, honestly has. The all, it honestly... Listen, the only person that I want to see take the title off Braun Breaker is the one Carmelo Hayes. That's it. No fucking Jinder Mahal. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I mean, Carmelo is basically a dollar store Carmelo. What? Mello is money. Man, nah, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Nezzo, who you think gonna talk next? Corey Graham having a yeah, he, he leak out his shit over Carmelo? Leak out his shit? We're gonna move on to the next one. No, no, no. You brought that up, okay? Since you want to talk about Carmelo's money, I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Every time the Carmelo's on there, oh, yeah. The only reason why she's even still on TV and the only reason why she still has a job currently is my in my personal opinion is because she has some nice tits to look at. Moving on. Yeah, I'm just I'm Moving on. I'm just saying, her in-ring ability is I'm going to dig y'all out this rabbit hole. We're going to move on. I'm just mm. saying, her in-ring ability is shit. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, the, but her submission game be on point. Her submission game be on point. We're that I give all right, but there's a lot of other women's wrestlers that could easily take her spot, in my opinion. We are going to move on because I knew you two were going to go down this rabbit hole. The second I even brought that up. We're gonna also, move fuck on. Grayson Just... Waller. We're going to move on. <laughs> Before we get deeper into this, because we're now in a match I know you're hyped for, Eric. Hiromu Takahashi versus Leo Ooh. Rush will be at the New Japan Cup Finals for the IWGP I am so Junior excited Heavyweight for title. I am so excited for this match. All Does Leo Rush, is Leo Rush the one to beat Hiromu? I can see it. I definitely can see it. I mean, he's held, he's held multiple lightweight championships and other promotions. So I feel like if there's anyone to take Hiromu out, it's it 100% could be, um, it 100% could be Leo Rush. All right. Well, Roxanne Perez versus Mako Sonomura. That's going to be a good match. That's going to be a good match. They just used the same tactic that Okada and Tanahashi used, just in a different style, to get the match. Uh, yep. Did that match get confirmed for Roblox? Or Roblox? They basically loudly confirmed it. They just didn't write it out on paper. I thought that's happening at Stand and Deliver. No, they loudly said the last thing that came out of Vic then Joseph's the- mouth was talking about Roblox. Then who which- the what the why? Hey, okay, whatever. They're doing too many shows now. Yeah, you well, we'll that- get to that in a second because I got a bone to pick with that. Yeah, you, I got a bone to pick with that between... before Stand and Deliver. They did a and then that's where freaking Dolph Ziggler won the NFC title. Freaking Dolph. We're gonna talk about that in a minute because there's another match on here that I know is gonna piss off uh, Eric. So we're gonna and one that is gonna upset me. Wait, when I get to it, you'll know it? immediately. Oh, I know. I know which one it is. But I'm not exactly sure if this one's going to upset me or if this one's going to upset Trico. No, that 
No, I'm talking about one middle of the list, not one that's coming up. Oh. oh, I was going to say this next one coming up. This next one coming up is 100% going to upset Trico. Gallus versus Pretty Dudley after Pretty Dudley, basically. So they got... This is like when I say people got to come up with creative ways on camera. This is not what I meant. So he literally got drunk and paid for Gallus's bar tab, and that's how they got the title shot. Wait, is that why they look like shit when they came out? Yeah, like bum ass did the pretty. No, they looked like bums last week because they were in depression over losing the belts. They weren't in ring this week. They weren't in ring this week because of they were at the pool hall for Gallus trying to get Gallus drunk. Oh, that's stupid. And that's literally like how they got the title shot. And all and Gallus baited them to pay for it because all you had to do was ask. We're not New Day. All you had to do was ask. Because New Day had them drunk through 30 hoops and then the titles just went to Gallus. The match, I'm like, when you had three other good options, they chose this. And this is the reason why I'm glad this is not Gunther is not on uh, the chamber. Gunther right. defending against Madcap Moss. The undefeated Gunther at that. Yep, he's so undefeated on the main roster, which is crazy. Yeah. We all know it. that's a SmackDown match, and we know who's going over. Move right. on. Charlotte versus Rhea Mania. We know, we know who should, but Rhea's got to get through after recovering from Valentine's Day and Ray and Angie being Ray and Angie. On her Valentine's Day, and they're ruining it. But here's the one that's going to piss you off, Eric. Before we talk about three upcoming, really four upcoming wrestling shows. Bully Ray and Tyrus, NWA world title. As I mentioned, nobody wants this match because the combined age is about to be 101. It's so stupid. We're going to move on. Please. Alexander Volkanovsky, and I talked about this scenario earlier, either for the undisputed for mm-hmm. undisputed featherweight title against Jair Rodriguez or part two for the lightweight title and number one pound for pound versus Islam Makachev. You're looking at sometime in between International Fight Week to August. And I talked about the reasons and ideas behind both. You've got Roadblock on March 7th for NXT. You've got the New Japan Cup Finals on March 21st for New Japan. You've got Stand to Deliver and WrestleMania April 1st and April 2nd. I know I botched that spelling. Do not at me. But yeah. And then here's the thing. How many premium live events do you think WWE has, I mean, premium live events, WWE has between Monday, which will be after the Chamber, and Money in the Bank. Between Money in the Bank, between Monday and Money in the Bank, which is July 
July 1st at the L2. So how many do you think, Eric? Um, I couldn't say off the top of my head. Trico. And this is for the main roster. Between Monday and Money in the Bank. I don't know. Just WrestleMania, and that's it. How many for NXT? Between scheduled as of now, and this is from the smart smart moment, which I like just looked up pay-per-view schedules anyway. But between Monday or Tuesday to uh Money in the bank, how many do you think? For NXT. But I, that's why I say I don't know yet. So that's Four. a long way to go. Yeah. Four. Yeah. I was asking specifically for the main roster, and now I'm asking for NXT. The answer is four for the main and four for NXT, one for the main, and the one for the main is WrestleMania before Money in the Bank. So you're literally about to not see any significant changes between April and July on the main roster. But you may see changes between Stand and Deliver and Spring Break-In. And then Stand and Deliver to in your house. Yeah, that's crazy. And that Roadblock and Stand and Deliver are the other two shows. Which we're gonna happen, but does it make sense? No. I'm just done. And 2K23 before I just hop on my Master Duel slash Yu-Gi-Oh TCG um soapbox real quick. 2K23 had their roster reveal over the last week or so. People are trigger, triggered over not only some of the legends that received the legends strong, but also some of the legends models that got showcased this week. Did y'all see the entrance for Nikki Bella and or Leo? Uh, no. Trico. Yeah, I did. I did. They botched those models so badly. Both of them. And yet, Lita's only identified from the 2K, really since she they debuted the attire in, I want to say either 2K14 or 2K13, or in WWE 13. She's had the same gear for a decade in WWE games. And they botched it. And now the face, like, model is real jacked up, even though she's competed in matches since and it's a bad rendition of the Trish main event. That's really where they got it from. So it's just bad on AEW. I mean bad luck on 2K and somewhat THQ. And then Nikki's just does not look like her at all. Like the facial model. But 
why did the ballots wins and Lita have to get the legends treatment with that default like blue like blue mini trons and all that because that just looks ugly you've had the actual trons that they used in 2k20 you but still you had the actual trons they used for the entire thing you didn't need the legends trons but lol they got them so stupid Any other thoughts on that? Because you have about 30 days, 30-ish days for the, uh, to pre-order. And then from there, yeah, it's about 20, 30 days. So it's pretty good. Thoughts, you two? Um... I'm intrigued to see what the gameplay looks like. I mean, we've already seen, you know, the trailers for it and all that, but I'm kind of interested to see what the story modes are like and all that. That's the big thing. I actually want to see how they, outside of just the RVD match, how they did the Cena showcase mode. Yeah. Like, I'm genuinely curious to see, like, do we actually get to see, like, the backstage interactions? Is it just straight up the matches? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Cena's doing promo uh, stuff in between matches, talking about how his opponent beat him, and then cutting in and out the match from live gameplay to cinematic what happened in the match. Yeah. So it's similar to Ray. It's just you're controlling not Cena. You're controlling Cena's opponents. I just want the full list of what matches are going to be in the game. Because obviously they are doing Cena, Angle, I mean Van Dam and Angle. Because the Fist Arena is in there, which has been a highly requested arena to be back in WWE games. The one, the match I want, the two matches and opponents they need to have in the showcase mode because it's Cena. And they haven't confirmed a match, what match they're using from either. Are Edge and Orton because he's yeah. been Cena got defined by both Edge and Orton, but yet a match from either of those two feuds have not been confirmed yet, right? Which I think it would be more like saying, Oh, let's have a match with Doc with Grand Metal League and Joe in there just because, like, yeah, Ray broke his nose, but that didn't justify over some of the matches. You could have put 2K22 over right. a Joe match. <laughs> right. Because who would want the, uh, just to get an arena from like, that was probably in 2K20. It was just not my, it wasn't my favorite showcase. And then for Master, and a quick Yu Gi Oh update, have any uh, Magic the Gathering updates, Eric, before I have into this Yu Gi Oh update? Um, no, none that I can think of at the moment. Okay. So, for this uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! update, when it comes to uh, Master Duel celebrating its one-year anniversary, and as I said, is it transitioning into more of a modern representation of... Is it more of a modern representation of 
what the current TCG is in Yu-Gi-Oh! Now, yes. Because at this point, they just introduced sprites. They've had Runix running rampant. And so they finished the entire Battle of Chaos arc with the anniversary and the stuff they introduced with about 4,500 gems. You can have the most up-to-date besides Dragoon. Ban Verte and Akanda Konami, please, in the game, and you can add Dragoon. But Dragoon, with besides Dragoon, you could get the most up-to-date Dark Magician deck for about 1,500 gems, and then a lot of Dark Magician cosmetics, and just packs for about 3,000. So, and you have up until mid-April, so about 40, 30, 40 days to get the packs. So, it's a pretty good setup, and if for anybody trying to get into modern Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic, I always encourage somebody to download a dual simulator, a dual or a magic like simulator or a game. Master Roll is the closest thing to modern Yu-Gi-Oh! I think Magic MTG Arena is probably the closest thing to modern magic, depending on what format you're trying to get into. And just right. try it out and then pick a deck you like. Don't have to go straight up just because you can or want to go with a runic sprite in game because you're still going to be out class because they just released Crash Cashiro like last weekend, but it's whatever. Banless is up to date and official now from two weeks ago. So yeah, just go out there, celebrate 25 years of Yu-Gi-Oh! 30 years of magic and have fun, guys. Anything either you two want to say? Um, as we close. Um, well, if you haven't already, check out journeyhemp.com, busy infused beverages. They're making waves all around the country. Um, number one, I don't want to say number one selling uh, hemp product currently, but no, but definitely one of the better tasting ones. Uh, currently have four flavors. Uh, we got a fifth one coming soon. Can't say what it is, though. I will when we get off, but can't say what it is. And if you haven't already, um, if you're in the Ohio area, check out Absolutely Intense Wrestling, Independent Wrestling. Awesome show. Definitely planning on heading out to their next show, uh, 216, happening on March 21st out in Cleveland. Xbox actually making an appearance, so I'm thinking about heading out there. I will support Nap specifically, Naptown All Pro, just because I'm from Indy. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to say what I want to say because not about the supporting whatever independent, support your local independent scene. At the end of the end of the day, support your local indie scene and really just get invested into it. So, and really get invested. If you're investing in something, really get invested into a combat sport from your indie slash local level and then build up to it. Don't just be one of those people that will only invest in something just because you saw it on TV, but really only get interested in something because it was the TV product. Like, say, for instance, you're only going to play decks from the anime 
or in Magic, you're not going to play it just because it's not on TV. Or right. when it comes to wrestling, you're not going to support a certain wrestler just because they've been trash on, treated like trash on TV. Like the uh, when I was talking about the Renegade Twins, support them. But don't like just say they're trash because they got treated like got the driver treatment on there. Yeah. So, Trigo, anything else? On the next episode of the Street Dogs News Talk, we will be doing an Ant Man and the Watch Quantumillion movie review, discussing everything that happened in the Super Bowl and many other more news to come. I was about to say, because to be honest, Rihanna had to pull one over on the NFL because they did her freaking. They've been doing people dirty with the halftime show. I was going to say, I heard they didn't pay her. Yeah, they haven't been paying people for the halftime show. They're under the impression like, oh, yeah, like we're giving you this amount of exposure. We don't have to pay you. That's how the NFL's been going at it for years. And Rihanna called him out and just showed up in her own uh, cosmetic line. Showed up in her cosmetic line. That's what she was wearing. Huh. That's awesome. Y'all, y'all should be sick. Y'all should have saw the memes. Bruh, everybody saw the meme of like her facial expression when they first. Bro, that's not even that. Not even that. But the fact she showed up and was pregnant and killed it. Yeah. That's Show not up, what I'm announced her about. pregnancy and killed it. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, save it for technology just so people can come in. No, really? this makes sense for as far as the gaming concerned. What did that what did the stage remind y'all of? What did the stage? Uh Tron or something? No. Super Smash Bros. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw those memes too. Yeah. Which was so dumb. But uh with that being said, for Eric and Trico, it's Sonez. Two fingers. We out.